Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today's very special Pageantry Podcast guest, the new designer, you all know her name, Ms. Lane Berry of Montcherie. Lane, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Carl. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm excited to talk to you. We met at Market last year, and we're halfway through the year. The, the line looks phenomenal. Congratulations on your first cover of the spring edition of Pageantry. Thank you so much, Carl. You know, as a former contestant, my dream was always to be on the cover of Pageantry. So um, one more thing to check off my bucket list, right? <laughs> well, hopefully we're going to get a couple more things off your bucket list by the time this interview is over and within the next edition of Pageantry as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about joining Mon Cherie, your history in the business, where you see it going. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. First off, we all know your name, but how long... Have you been the lead designer for Mon Cherie? Um, I came on officially in March of last year, so it's just been a, a whirlwind few months for me. Looking back on your design work, when did you first realize your passion for design? In truth, um, in college, Carl, I was a theater major, and my emphasis was in fashion design for the stage. So my life goal was to be a designer. I just kind of was going in a different direction than I've ended up. And then started into pageantry, had great success as a contestant, and from there realized what a great way and what a great place to utilize my skills and the, the, the talents that I'd learned in college and really honed there really transitioned beautifully into the world of pageantry. When you learn how to dress somebody for the stage for success in one arena, it just really transitioned nicely into pageant wear. And you're sitting down at your desk, a lot of things are going through your mind. What do you enjoy most when designing a new collection? I think the thing that I enjoy most is actually getting to work one-on-one -on -one with a client and design a custom gown. Of course, the collections are fantastic, and I can just go in any direction I want. Montreux has given me great liberty to design the collection that I wanted to see. They really wanted to go in a dramatically different direction than they had in the past. So they gave me fantastic liberty. Steve has been beyond incredible, letting me do what I want to do, and we've had incredible success with it so far. But my favorite, favorite, favorite thing is getting to sit down with a contestant, meet her, get to know her personality, and then create a true one-of-a-kind garment just for her. That doesn't happen much in pageant land anymore. And again, as a former contestant, it's always something I loved getting to do and dreamt of. And so it's so fun to get to realize those dreams for contestants. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you mentioned Steve, we're talking about Steve Lang, the president, CEO Indeed. of Montcherie. Absolutely. Or I call him Big Daddy. We have a big, big family atmosphere at Montreal. So Steve Lang, a.k.a. Big Daddy. I don't know if I can call him Big Daddy. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it, Carl. I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> I'll let that one pass. You know, and of course, prior to getting into designing for Montreal, you were a very successful boutique owner, correct? Indeed. And I think that helps with the line in many ways. As a former boutique owner, I know what girls came into the store looking for, right? So I knew exactly what my client base wanted, the direction that the market was swinging. So I was able to take that and translate it into the line. And I think that's part of the success of the new line is I was prepped and ready knowing what retailers were really looking for, looking for something very different, not the same thing that had been on the market. And then, of course, it doesn't hurt either that I was a contestant mm -hmm. and a very successful contestant. So I've been in the evening gown, right? I've been the one on the stage in front of the judges. I know what fits a woman's body. I know what scores well. So I think all the pieces just came together at the right time. Mm -hmm. What can women or young ladies expect from the collection, and what do you feel makes it unique? 
I will always strive to give my clients something different than everything else that's on the market. I think we have come to look at pageantry wear in sort of a status quo kind of way. Like this is what is expected. If you don't have this many rhinestones, you don't have this cut, you don't have this fit, then it's not a pageant gown. And I wanted to take my collection and transition the that idea into true high fashion looks. There's no reason why there should be a, such a stark delineation between high fashion red carpet and pageantry. So that, in the first line, you saw some real high fashion elements coming into pageant wear. And again, those have been very, very beautifully accepted by both retailers and contestants. And those contestants have had some great successes so far. We've had some state-level winners already in our pieces that just debuted in August. And so that is what I hope to continue, continuing in the vein of blending a beautiful amalgam of things that are acceptable and understandable to the judges, but things that really give contestants an opportunity to express their own sense of style and creativity when on the stage. And talking about the creativity and the different design elements, a lot of us know Monterey different divisions, obviously uh, Monterey like Gala, Paris, etc. Are you designing for all of their different lines and divisions or are you focusing just more on the exclusive red carpet style? Right now, I'm doing two lines. I have Monterey Collection, um, which is the, the red carpet high-end fashion. And then I have Monterey Collection Bridal Couture, which is a bridal line that is doing kind of the same thing. It's bringing high fashion. Monterey has always had a very traditional bridal look, and it's beautiful, and it's one of the most successful popular brands in the world. But they've never had a real high fashion bridal line, and so I'm providing that for them as well. But that doesn't mean that there aren't some more surprises coming in seasons down the road. So. Keep your eyes peeled for those because there will be additions to the Lane Berry collection. Oh, so you just baited me for the August fashion market. I did. I did. <laughs> okay, let, let me check my calendar. How far away is that now? Yep. <laughs> and we talked about this a little earlier, but in your opinion, what's the difference, if any, between a prom dress and a pageant dress for the teen? For teen, you know, the most important thing with any pageant gown, whether you spend $300 on it from a prom line or $3,500 on it from a pageant line, the most important thing for any division, but especially for teen, is appropriateness. So we're going to be looking at fit and style with teen. We, we need to make sure that whatever we put on a, a teen is appropriate for her age. And, and one of the challenges that we face with teens is that that teen division goes 13 to 19. And those are radically different looks and radically different things that can be pulled off on the body. So when I am styling a teen contestant, the first thing we look at is her age and what's going to be appropriate. A ball gown is obviously very appropriate for a 13-year-old, maybe not so much for 19. But we also look at the pageant system that she's doing. If she's doing IJM, then obviously they go for a very true teen ball gown Cinderella princess look. If she's doing international, they're going to go for a more sophisticated, high fashion, a, a little more mature look even in the younger contestant. So there's a lot of things to look at, but always appropriateness of age first. And, and again, that's a great segue, which kind of leads me to the very next question. Explain the difference to our readers and listeners, the true difference between a pageant miss and a pageant teen. Obviously, you just talked about the teen could be wide ranging from 13 to 19. Right. And then we have the same thing with miss. You've got in some systems, 18, depending, you know, Miss America, now a senior in high school, has to compete in the Miss Division. So she may be 17 or 18, all the way up to 24. And as you know, because you and I have both lived through the 17 to 24, those are two wildly different individuals. How I know dare you? The person I was at 17 <laughs> and the person I was at 24 were two completely different people. But... 
we have to remember if we have a 17-year-old and she's competing against that 24-year-old, we don't need those judges looking at the 17-year-old and discounting her because of her age. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are girls that we're going to dress dress up, which we mean we're aging her up with her gown. And then there may be girls that we want to dress down. We want to we want to soften her personality. We want to soften if she's me and she's a very over the top bold vivacious personality maybe we want to soften her with that evening gown uh, and the same thing really does hold true with teen teen you're going to want to avoid certain power colors i don't like to put teens necessarily in red i'm not one of the ones that says no black for teen i think there are ways that teens can wear black it has to be done very strategically but i think it can be done um, but always 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 at the end of the day it's it's what is best for that contestant in the system in which she's competing and that's what they're saying for the prom attendee. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And prom you have, the great thing about prom is there's no, no one else's expectations are on you. Prom is your opportunity mm -hmm. to truly express who you are for one night. It's the opportunity for every girl to get to be Cinderella and show her own version. Because not everybody's version of Cinderella is the same, right? Mm -hmm. We're all different. Um, and so prom you can wear, you know, according to school guidelines, as long as it's in dress code, let that be the moment that you let your personality, sense of style really, really shine. Never select a prom dress based on what your girlfriends think that you take shopping with you. Don't let them talk you into or out of anything. You let it be what is what excites you for that once-in-a-lifetime night. Great point. So you're sitting there, you and your husband, a cup of coffee, watching TV, at the movies, wherever. Something comes through your mind. A new design I'm <laughs> Where does your design inspiration come from? So many places. Um, I, I will say that I am really, really, really inspired by two things. First thing is vintage fashion. I think that fashion hit its pinnacle in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I think we saw incredible innovation and things that are still very wearable today that can be incorporated back into design and things that need to be reintroduced. Although I will tell you, I have a wedding gown that has panniers that we haven't seen since the 1700s. So I love to experiment with vintage elements into my garments. But I also am really inspired by architecture. I love beautiful Art Deco buildings and the lines that they have. There's just some incredible structure that can be translated out of that architecture into a garment that just gives it a different feel and look. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Now let's talk about your history in the business. Obviously, you're no stranger to the glamour lifestyle industry, and you actually <laughs> hold a major title. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> sure. Why not even I'm the oldest husband on the planet? Um, <laughs> I actually am a three-time state title holder, so I won all three major Mrs. titles in my state, America, International, and United States. And then in 2008, I had the great honor of being named Mrs. International and spent the year traveling. I traveled almost 100,000 miles, which I know compared to Miss America is not much, but for an old married lady was a lot uh, <laughs> around the country talking about women's heart disease education and awareness and being an ambassador for the international pageant. And it will always be something I'll be very, very proud of. And congratulations. Thank you. I think that's one of the things that makes me completely different as a designer, again, is that I have had the experience that all of these young women are facing. I've been the one standing in front of the judges and, and have been the one who is counting on that evening gown to get me that 20% of the score. So it's, it's just a different perspective, I think. Perfect. Why is social occasion in red carpet so important in today's environment of casual Fridays? Right. I, and I think, I think you just answered your own question. 
I was actually having a conversation with a good friend of mine two days ago at a bridal store, and people are driving by and they're looking at the wedding dresses and craning their necks. And I looked at my friend and said, when did we allow ourselves to be talked out of dressing like this every day? Because until the, you know, the 60s and 70s, women dressed every day to go to the grocery store. It was heels and gloves and pearls and beautiful dresses. And I think there's an element of, of all of us that miss the elegance of that time, who miss the elegance of dressing. You know as well as I do that what you put on your body really does impact the way that you present yourself during the day. So I think we crave that elegance. And so in today's society where we have social media and everyone can see what everyone is doing all the time, social occasion dressing has become a form of almost entertainment for people. Watching other people get dressed up, go out, be glamorous, be fabulous, really does feed an element, I think, of our souls that we still love and and it needs feeding and we just don't get much of that. The novelty became the norm and the norm became the novelty. Exactly. Sadly, I think. I, I, I miss the elegance of the bygone era, and I, I would love to see a return to that. Well, I want you to know that I wear my tuxedo to work every day. I love it, Carl. <laughs> I nothing left of you. <laughs> we'll talk about social media. You see very little of me on the personal side, but I think, you know, you know you'll catch me in a pair of shorts and jeans every now and then. Where do you see social occasion fashion moving in the future? I really think that it will continue to be the area in which we experiment the most. You will see the trends being set in social occasions, so not necessarily on the pageant stage, but on the red carpet, at event where what people are wearing there. Those are the areas that people can really branch out and experiment. And sometimes those experiments go really, really well. Uh, I think the capelet maybe is a good example of that. We saw one star rock a capelet, and now it's everywhere. It's in prom wear, even. And sometimes it goes really badly. We had Lady Gaga wear a meat dress. You know, those are not things that are ever going to translate to the normal person. But social occasion is the place that we really can self-express and wear art. You can really, you can wear the art that you love in social occasion dressing. So I think it'll continue to move in that direction. That's a very unique perspective. How can our industry learn more about Lane Berry and the Monsterie Collection? Well, of course, you have to go to our websites, monsteriebridals.com and monsteriprom.com. We have a lot of very, very exciting transitions coming up for spring of next year. I want to get everybody to really get their eyes on Monterey Prom on Instagram, Monterey Bridal on Instagram, because we have some amazing surprises coming up that I think are just going to blow everybody out of the water. I can't tell you what those are, of course. I'm in mum's the word, but a, a real evolution in the brand, and it's going to be so exciting. So keep your eyes peeled. I'll be ready. Is there anything that you would like to add to our interview today? Did I miss anything, or did we pretty much cover I everything? Think you did, Carl. Your awesome interview. You you covered it all with me today. Well, I've done one or two of these in my history within <laughs> the industry, you know. <laughs> just, uh, Indeed. Yeah, and you've made it so easy for me as well. I only stumbled and Thank probably you. have to edit this only about ten times just for me. That's about it. <laughs> Again, you're talking to a former pageant girl, Carl. You know, we know how to, we've got the, the gift of gab, right? You know, and, and that's how I tell everybody, as someone who grew up in the industry, someone whose family helped found the industry back in 1962, it's looking at women like yourselves or even teens of today, and you look around at what they do in the industry, in their communities around the world, and there's no other industry like it. And it's such a testament to the positive word, the positive atmosphere and that's our job at pantries to promote the positive it's a great testament to what all of you do and the training that this industry gives to each and every one of you 
I agree. I tell people all the time, Carl, you do not want to go up for a job interview against a girl who's been in pageants. She may not be better than you, but she'll kill you in the interview. I tell people that all the time. That's one of my major talking points when I get interviewed. So, yeah. again, you, you've, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. I, congratulations on the new position with Mon Cherie. I know we have great things coming out in the future from you. Is there anything you would like to leave us with today? Just a great thanks for the coverage and the, in the addition and then wonderful interview for your podcast, Carl. I appreciate you. It's my pleasure. Of course, you'll be able to hear this on the Pageantry Magazine podcast on our website, pageantrymagazine.com, as well as a free download on iTunes. And today's very special pageantry podcast guest has been Lane Berry of Monchery. Lane, thank you so much for visiting with us today and wish you all the best in the future and look forward to seeing you here at Markets and seeing the line develop and expand underneath your leadership. Thank you so much, Carl. I appreciate you. My pleasure. And we'll talk to you soon 